Welcome to this podcast by Tony Pala. You've tuned in for Lead Dynamite. Enjoy the message. Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus, for that. The Holy Spirit finishes work in your heart, right? Because we're talking about the Holy Spirit, so we're also kind of be, you know, led by the Holy Spirit. So we're being led by the Spirit, but today we're going to talk about the language of the Spirit, <laughs> which is tongues. Woo! Speaking in tongues. Strange, I know. Unusual. I would even venture to say, uh, Colby, it's kind of weird. Like if I wasn't a Christian and I came here, I would think all of y'all are weird. <laughs> well, I'm a Christian. I come here and I still think all of y'all are weird. Nah, just like 98% of you. But anyway, so yeah. So tongues is this unusual. It's just strange. I remember when I first came here to this church and, you know, we would always have the people speaking out in tongues and interpreting tongues and very demonstrative, very unusual. And so like I would invite a neighbor here and I would say, Lord, please don't let so-and-so go off. I don't want to be uncomfortable. And then I would bring them here and then some that person would go off in tongues and a weird dance in the corner and something. I'd be like, oh, my goodness, they are not coming back. So just if you invite somebody, just give them a heads up. <laughs> Yeah, just give me a heads up because something's going to be um, un unusual. But God takes the foolish things of the world, confound the wise, yes? What we think makes sense doesn't make sense to God, and what makes sense to God often doesn't make sense to us. So today we're going to talk about uh, dynamite, the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we, I mean, we officially closed the official teaching series today, but the teaching of the Holy Spirit never closes. We're always talking about the movements of the Holy Spirit. There's so much that we haven't touched on that we're going to touch on, and it'll take the rest of our lives to discover this treasure. I mean, we haven't even talked about the gifts of the Spirit. I haven't even talked about the full fruit of the Spirit. We haven't talked about any of those things, but we'll take the rest of our lives to teach on those dynamics. It's a lifelong treasure that we get to live out heaven's deposit. God put this gift inside of you. Heaven cash-apped you, and some of you still haven't discovered that gift. Last week, we talked about 79% of gift cards aren't redeemed. Some of you are like, I redeem my gift cards. I, Barbara, where's Barbara Brady? I'm told Barbara Brady doesn't redeem her gift cards. So if you want to give Barbara Brady a gift, uh, gift don't give her a gift card. And so I remember when some of the teenagers did some work around the church, and we gave them gift cards to Wendy's. And they were like, what? Give them a $5 gift card. We can get, you can get a four for four for, yeah, for tax everything. But 79% of gift cards go unredeemed, which is why uh, the, the vendors love selling gift cards, because 79% of those gift cards will not be redeemed. Jesus set the stage by saying, I am leaving, and I'm going to leave behind a gift. And this gift, we're going to learn today, is dynamite. Luke chapter 24, verse 49 says this. Follow along with me. And now... This is not a verse that's strange to us because we it's a repeat of John chapter 17. It says, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city. Stay. The problem with instructions is we don't like to follow it. So the disciples here, the Christians here, this was before the Great Commission was given. So Jesus is saying, stay here in the city of Jerusalem because they weren't planning on staying in Jerusalem because they were being persecuted and they wanted to leave and escape and hide. So Jesus is saying, stay. 
don't move, which is something that Pastor Mike touched on this morning. Some of you are ready to just like do your own thing, and God is saying, stay. God is saying, stay. Some of you, God is saying, go, and you're staying. See, if the anointing has left and you're still there, that's a problem. So Jesus is saying, stay in the city here until the Holy Spirit comes and you will be filled with, let's say it together, power. Which power in the New Testament Greek means what? Dunamis. Which in the, in the English means, Mike? Reverend dynamite. So this is how I see it. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. So God uses the word in the Greek. He says dunamis, which we get our English word dynamite. So now heaven decides to, uh, we, let's, heaven has, this, we have to pay attention to this. Heaven decides to pack you full of dynamite. And we're just going on in our life, la, 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 complaining. Oh, 2020 year was a year from hell. Oh my, oh. And there's dynamite inside of us. So heaven decides to put dynamite inside of me. I got to pay attention to that. Dynamite. So today we're talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit. Dynamite. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The infilling of the Holy Spirit. With speaking in tongues. A complete mystery. But I remember my pastor. He, he was the uh, a superintendent, the bishop of the Assemblies of God of Southern New England. Pastor Bob Wise. He said, listen, when we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we don't talk about tongues. We talk about power. Just like when we talk about water baptism, we don't preach water, we preach obedience. Which, by the way, March 21st, we're having a water baptismal service. We're setting up a tank right here on my left, on your right. If you've never been baptized, if you were sprinkled as a baby, that's not enough. And the reason why we don't sprinkle, because um, there's nothing in the Bible that says sprinkle babies. I'm kind of, I follow the Bible as best as I can, you know what I'm saying? Ask the Holy Spirit to help me. So, there's nothing in the Bible that says sprinkle your infants, but it does talk about being baptized by immersion. If you were sprinkled as an infant, that doesn't mean anything because you didn't make that decision. Someone else made it for you. Do you remember when you, if you were sprinkled, do you remember being sprinkled? No. Do you remember saying, I want to be sprinkled? No. Make a decision today to be baptized and water. And Pastor Mike will be teaching the class on March 14th. And uh, so that's going to happen over here on my left on your right. So when we preach baptism of the Holy Spirit, I mean, we're a Pentecostal church. The problem with the Pentecostal church is over the years, we've over accentuated the experience. We want, oh, it was another powerful service. That Pastor Donovan with his suit, yo, he looks cool with those Jordans on. He was powerful. Service was awesome. Why? Because I felt good. Pentecostals want to feel good. Back in the 70s, we were given the titles of Holy Rollers. Remember that? For those of you who were born then. And because the revival would hit and Pentecostals would just roll on the floor. <laughs> now understand something. The manifestations are not theology. How you react and respond to the Holy Spirit. That's you. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And don't tell me I can't control myself. Well, if you can't control yourself, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's another spirit. So we've always had this accentuate on the experience. Let's have a week of revival where we're just laying all over the place till three in the morning and speak in tongues. Well, I know a lot of people who speak in tongues, but they still live like the devil. So here's the deal now. The evidence is tongues, but the real evidence here is holiness. 
is the ability to preach the gospel. The real evidence of the baptism is being able to control your tongue because you've released your tongue. Which is why I believe God is using the tongue because if he has your tongue, he's got your heart. So we have this unusual gift of tongues, but the real gift is having the ability to overcome addictions. Life-controlling problems and life-controlling substances is having the ability to preach the word while you're in the supermarket and tell someone about Jesus and give them an opportunity to ask Christ into their heart and pray for them. That's what this boldness factor here we're talking about. So when, when, when Jesus says stay in the city, they didn't want to stay in the city because they were in danger of being persecuted. They were in danger of, if, you, if we find that you're a Christian, we're going to cut you in half. If we find that you're a Christian, we're going to boil you in oil. We're going to set you on fire. So now when we read this, stay in the city for the promise of the Father, we're afraid of the boldness factor because we think people might reject us. So our issue is people are going to stop liking us if we start preaching to them. Their issue is if we start preaching, we're going to be boiled in oil. Hmm. So Jesus says, stay put, wait for the promise of the Father, and that power will come upon you. Now, I would like to, as a Pentecostal church, to I love, I love this morning's service. I love the experience. I love the fact that we can enter into worship and feel the atmosphere charged with the electricity of heaven. I love it. But what happens when you go to work tomorrow morning? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, okay. It gives you, the, the, those experiences gives you the, the ability to walk in the Spirit, to become more like Christ, to become the, to control your tongue. Yeah, it's great that you can speak in tongues, but can you stop gossiping? Against the senior pastor. Snap. Caught me. Can we control our thoughts? Can we overcome? Heaven is saying, I am going to pack you filled with dynamite. For evangelism purposes, for holiness, for personal living, for authority, relationship. Tongues is the evidence. It's the overflow. But we want to see the fruit of the Spirit. See, the gifts of the Spirit is not what gets you to heaven. The fruit of the Spirit is what gets you to heaven. When you get to heaven, Jesus is not going to ask you, hey, how many bodies did you raise from the dead? How many people did you heal? Jesus wants to know if you were kind to your neighbor. Jesus wants to know if you forgave. Jesus wants to know if you lived in, in purity. So when we think about the role of the Holy Spirit, real quick, I, 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 want, I want to use this moment as a clinical teaching moment to help us understand. I want you to get this. And hopefully in the last several weeks, the teachings on the Holy Spirit has spurred on this appetite, has spurred on this, this craving to learn more about the Holy Spirit in your life. So the role of the Holy Spirit really is twofold. The first role, part of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in the original language, the Greek, is paraclete, which means one who sticks closer than a brother. Always with you. Relationship factor. Fellowship factor. In fact, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that when may we experience the love, of, the love of God and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is a great administrator of the Trinity to bring everything together, to celebrate God's word, to remind you what Jesus is about, and to remind you he makes the written word into the living word and penetrates your heart. This is dynamite. The second role of the Holy Spirit is power. Acts 1.8, and you will receive power, and you will receive dynamite. Dynamite! What show is that? 
some of you are trying to pretend like you don't remember. <laughs> that dynamite. So heaven, so Jesus says, listen, wait around. You're gonna, uh, heaven's going to pack you full of dynamite. This dynamite, you, dynamite usually takes life. This dynamite gives life. Okay? We love, we love the glow. We love the atmosphere. We love the glow. More important than the glow is the go. When Jesus experienced a transfiguration here on earth in the Gospels, he was lifted up to heaven and he was glorified. And Peter, James, and John saw Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. And then they saw a vision of Moses and of Elijah. And they loved, they wanted to really isolate and build a monument around this experience and they said let's build three tents one for Moses one for Jesus and one for you Elijah this is a beautiful moment I love this feeling and Jesus like yeah okay take it easy go it's not about the experience it's about what happens in your life that builds a character that prompts you to go into all the world and preach the gospel now Acts 1 8 says that you shall be witnesses and the original language is witnesses means martyr (laughs) changes everything doesn't it I will go be a witness. No. It's actually giving your, giving your life. That's a, so when we read it that way, we're like, okay. That's why we need the dynamite. And the people in the New Testament church were like, we would love to give our lives for the gospel. This is why Jesus said, if you want to live, if you want to gain life, you've got to give up your life. You've got to drop down as a seed so something can grow and manifest. Now, the best way, there's a scripture that I want to use in Acts chapter 19 that really helps us lay things out uh, to the point of the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 19 says it this, verse 2. This is the Apostle Paul. He says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He's talking to disciples. Now, this is Acts chapter 19, way past Acts chapter 1, way past Acts chapter 2. He says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. No, they replied. And then disciples that were part of the early church had the nerve to say, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Ghost. Now, you ever tell somebody a million times? They go, you never told me that. I did tell you that. I told you a million times. I talked about the Holy Spirit a million times. Oh, yeah, we, we, never, uh, um, we never heard about the Holy Spirit. Paul's like, are you kidding me? You're part of the early church in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and Acts chapter 2 verse 4. The Holy Spirit descended and everybody on the outside looked in and the Bible says that they thought the people were drunk. (laughs) Which is kind of like if people look on the outside, if people kind of peeked in and looked in, they go, those people are crazy. So Paul says now, he asked them, we haven't heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And then they said, no, we haven't even heard that. I don't know what you're talking about. Then Paul says, then what baptism did you receive? Then what baptism did you experience? He asked. And they replied, the baptism of John, Paul said. John's baptism called for the repentance from sin. But even John himself told the people to believe in the one that would come later. If you remember John the Baptist, Reverend, if you remember John the Baptist, Mike, he, he said, I baptize you in water and then for repentance, but there's going to be one that's going to come and have a baptism of fire. So this is where a lot of, I see a lot of Christians were, are stuck at this point. And I said this several weeks ago, where we, we have entry-level people that just stay there, one-on-one Christianity. Five years, one-on-one. Ten years later, you're still one-on-one Christianity. I tell you what, if you had that same kind of mentality in your workplace, you'd be fired. 
So these disciples say to Paul, oh, no, we just received the baptism of John the Baptist. Now, now John the Baptist preached, repent, you're a sinner. He was basically saying, repent, you're dirty, you're ugly, you're dark, you're rotten, you're, you're, you're a terrible, terrible person. Turn away from your sin. So they said, that's all we've experienced. And that's some Christians. All they do is repent enough to take the edge off conviction. They repent enough so they don't feel like God is mad at them. They repent enough so they don't feel like they're going to hell. They repent enough so that they can sleep at night. But Paul says here, even John the Baptist said there's someone else coming. And as soon as they heard this now, verse 5, this is important. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. One version says, closer to the original language, they experienced salvation. They got saved. They said the sinner's prayer. It was at that moment that they began a relationship with God. So they repented. They turned from, and then they turned to Jesus. Some of you just turn away from your sin and never turn to Jesus. Some of you are so afraid of hell, you just turn away from your sin and never turn towards heaven. There was a, a, a gentleman here in our church, Chuck Downs, he's one of our leaders. Years ago when he got saved, got a powerful testimony. Years ago when he got saved, he stopped drinking. He says, I'm going to stop drinking because I feel so dirty and so ashamed and I don't want to go to hell. Okay, that's... that's that's a, okay, that's an okay for right now reason to stop drinking. But then he started talking about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I gave him a book on grace. He says, I understand grace. Now, I'm not going to stop drinking because I'm afraid of Jesus. Now I'm going to stop drinking because I love Jesus. Don't, do any, don't ever do anything out of guilt. It never works. If I ever ask you to do something, well, I kind of feel guilty. No thanks. So he stopped drinking. Once he began to discover the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, he stopped being afraid of heaven, hell, and he embraced heaven. So Paul is here saying, you've only experienced repentance of John. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. You're going to hell. He says, he told them about Christ. They experienced Christ. Then in verse 6, then Paul laid his hands on them. And what does the Bible say? They experienced, they spoke in other tongues. The Holy Spirit came on them. They spoke in other tongues and prophesied. This is the part now for those of you who are like, I want more of Jesus. You might be stuck at the repentance. You might be stuck at, you just repent enough, but you don't really. Repentance without commitment, repentance without some kind of level of commitment, all it does is it breeds frustration. And fear. God wants you to stop doing something, not because you're afraid of heaven. God wants you to stop doing something because you are afraid of hell, but you want to embrace the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the Bible says, Paul laid hands on them, and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in tongues. And it starts to overflow. And this is the part that every single morning now, Nicole, as I'm praying, sometimes I'm praying and I'm like, I, I, I feel like I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it, uh, L- Lady Cynthia. But then I start speaking in tongues. 
Because I walk in the spirit. Now, I might as well speak the language of the spirit here. And so when I start speaking in tongues, I feel like I have that instant uh, uh, HD connection, 4K connection to, 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 to heaven. I don't know what I'm saying, but he knows what I'm saying here. And this is finally, it's the overflow. When you come to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to take his place in your heart. Jesus comes into my heart, live in my heart. The Holy Spirit comes and dwells in your life and dwells in your heart. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the overflow, the dynamite. Heaven decides to put dynamite inside of you, Colby. And what's cool about this is God's like, let the Greek word be dunamis. Yeah, let him get the word dynamite from dunamis. That's a good idea. Yeah, sure. I, I want it to make sense. So when I think, this is how I start to think. I'm like, heaven puts dynamite inside of me. That should make me feel nice and warm and cozy. And just makes me feel all special. That should make me feel like, hold on a second. That's going to change the way I walk. That's going to change the way I think. That's going to change. My father put personally put dynamite inside of me, not to take my life, but to give me life. I remember it was my Abigail. She was sitting over here on my left. She was six years old. She just barges. We're having a meeting before service. She just barges into my, she just barges into my office and starts going through my drawers. And they're like, Abby, you can't do that. This is Pastor Tony's office. And she goes, no, this is my dad's office. See, once you connect with your dad, you have that kind of authority. And she was into my secret stash. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I got a secret stash. Oh, snap, Snickers and Butterfingers. You're not going to find it. My kids, only my kids will find it because they know me. And they find it because they have a relationship with me. So here's the deal again, Colby. Heaven decides to put dynamite inside of you. Heaven decides it's a good idea to put dynamite inside of it. Now, let's go a little step further in Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Once when he was eating with them, this is Jesus, he says again, familiar instruction, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. Think of it as a present. I gave Pastor Donovan a present before first service. And he was so busy in his worship, I'm like, he didn't open up his present yet. He didn't open up his prayer. Don't you? Aren't you that kind of person that when somebody gives you a gift, you're like, thank you. Can I open it up? No? Well, I'm that kind of person. Because I think of it as a gift. 79% of gift cards are unredeemed. How much of what heaven has released in your life remains unredeemed? I wonder, and I'm complaining, I'm, I'm bitter, I'm angry, I'm blaming God, I'm blaming you. I can't stand God, I can't stand you. And yet 79% of what God has given me remains untapped somewhere here in my heart. Think of it as a gift. He says, John baptized you with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. But you will receive dynamite when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my martyrs. My witnesses to Jerusalem. The very first place he said, stay. Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Dynamite. Several years in a row, we go to Guatemala and we would build a church. Every year we'd go and build a church. But there was this one church that we built that we called, we called it Dynamite Church. 
That's what we called it. Because when, when we were there with the, as the Americans, they, 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 one of the things that the Guatemalans had to do was remove all the rock and ledge. Literally, mountains were moved to build a church. So how would they build, how would they remove these mountains and rocks? They would make dynamite. And us Americans on a mission trip making dynamite. No, that's not a good thing. That kind of triggers something else. People are like, flashbacks. Sorry, guys. Literally, but that's how they did. They would lick the paper, hold it all together, stack filled with dynamite. It was actually not a dynamite stick. It was actually a pouch. Put the dynamite inside of it and a fuse right in there. And they would just put it in these pockets. Now, when they, and they would say, you want to light the fuse? I said, I ain't lighting the fuse. I'll be over there somewhere. So they would light the fuse, and the Americans were like, Phew! the Guatemalans are like, Phew! and it would ex- literally amazing. You would hear this loud bang, and you would see a ledge of mountain just kind of fall apart. So we would call it Dynamite Church. But dynamite was just designed to just remove obstacles. Like if something's in your way, you use dynamite. That's kind of how it worked. You would find these little cracks on ledges, stick gunpowder in there, and you would see it just growing up. We did a lot of fireworks. We would throw firecrackers at each other, David. Like we would just light it. Like I didn't do crack or any drugs. I would just throw fireworks at people. And just bottle rockets at each other, Roman candles. But we, we took apart these firecrackers, my brother and friends, and we just took it apart and, and laid up a nice pyramid of silver powder. And we, like, we said, let's light it. Like, that's good. But I keep busy, you know what I'm saying, growing up in Brooklyn. So we light it with a lighter. Kids, don't do this at home. Malo. So we would light it and we were like, Justin, nothing's happening. And then it went, Psh! and we looked at each other. My face was silver. My eyebrow, I had no eyebrows. You ever see somebody without eyebrows? It ain't pretty. And the front of my hair was burnt, and we were all laughing at each other. It's, it's, there's something explosive in what God has done and doing in your life. And we're trying to, I mean, we're, we're supposed to live our lives with the power of dynamite, but we're living our lives with the power of a firecracker. The Holy Spirit is compared to dynamite. Dynamite. The power. And, and so when I would talk to the Guatemalans and they would ask me questions and, and the guy tried to give me a lesson on dynamite. He says, you know what dynamite does? I said, no. He said, it blows things up. Michael, yes, yeah, blows things up. He says, you know what the most important part of dynamite is? I was like, the powder. He goes, he says, the most important thing with dynamite is the fuse. Because if you just have a stack of gunpowder and no fuse, it's kind of like an unredeemed gift card. It's there. Got a gift card for Capitol Grill in my drawer. Oh, it's going to go redeemed. I trust me. Trust me. Got a gift card to that other steak place. Outback. You know, 
It's going to go, it's going to be redeemed. Believe It's all bundled up in a rubber band. Some gift cards we have are as old as two years. But we know we have it, Sandra, and I'm going to use it. We have a plan to use it when the timing is right. We got to go there. We have one for Texas Roadhouse. Because that's kind of like one you would go to without, because, you know, because you could afford it. Not like Capitol Grill. But this power, he says, you need the fuse. Because without the fuse, you just have gunpowder. It may or may not go off, depending on the circumstance. But when you have the fuse, see, I have always said, miracles without a body is just something that's never experienced. Heaven never touches earth unless there's a fuse. Your life is that fuse. There's got to be that dynamite power. How in the world? I don't know how in the world you're facing what you're facing without dynamite. So every morning when I'm speaking in tongues, sometimes I, there are times, guys, ladies, that I'm so overwhelmed, I don't know what to pray. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel like, um, is it possible I could just go back to bed and just kind of like draw the shade on the world? And just sleep. And then wake up when everything's gone. I don't know what to pray. But then I go, All of a sudden, my prayers go 4K. It's like, what? HD, wow. Man. I know some of you have the hunchback TVs. You're like, TV works fine. Your two and a half channels. I know some of you have the 80 inches, man. I don't know. It's just like, come on, right? Right? It's okay to admit. Tell your wife. I know it's still in the garage. You don't want to tell your wife yet. Several years back, again, another Guatemala trip. We would always leave from Boston, right? And, and we would always go through TSA, and I get stopped at TSA, Angelo. Mm-hmm. I get stopped. And so the, I go with the early team. My wife is there. My kids, Barbara Brady, Zyda, a couple of other teammates are, are, are there. I get stopped by TSA. They do like this with my hands. I'm like, you ever get, you ever get swiped? They put it in. The alarm goes off. I'm like, what? I'm like, do it again. And as they're doing it again, there's a guy that comes to stand next to me like this. And he's got a shirt that says, Explosive Expert. And I'm like, <laughs> make eye contact. Because I've seen enough locked up abroad and stuff. Don't panic. Just don't let him see you sweat. Look him in the eye. Don't be saying, tell the truth. But at the same time, I got the rest of the team laughing at me. And the guy's just like, you better tell your friends to stop laughing. I'm like, what is going on here? So they do it three times. They take me in the back room. Jesus, you are with me here. I'm like, God. And so they do all kinds of tests. They check my, the lining of my pants, everything. And they're like, well, so you've, been, you've, you've set off our alarms and you've been tested for having some, been in contact with some sort of explosives. I'm like, I said, Lord, help me to use this as a teaching lesson one day in my church. <laughs> so I'm like, we're like, Tell me about So he asked different questions. He says, have you ever come in contact with firearms? I'm like, yes. He says, you go to the range, close range uh, firearm at the range. I'm like, yes. 
And that was a point in time where every once a week I would go to friends of mine from this church and we would shoot guns at the range. Yes, we shoot guns. Why? Because I can. And it's fun. It's a hobby. A lot of illegal stuff. I don't do drugs, and I go, but I go to the range. So, and I told him, you know, the last, I've been busy. The last time I went to the range was six months ago. But the sweatshirt that I was wearing, I always use. And the sweatshirt that I was wearing, I used to qualify because I see it in my good luck sweatshirt because I always shoot good when I have the sweatshirt on. He says, well, the gunpowder is still on your hands and still on your sweatshirt. And I said, but that's been six months. He says, it could stay on you for a year. For a year. So when we go to Guatemala, I give my sweatshirt and I give my sweatshirt away. I'm like, you can have this sweatshirt. May we always be tested positive for dynamite. May we always be tested that when you get tested by any of the issues that you're facing, your mountains, those rocks, that mountain that needs to be removed, dynamite can get it out of your way. And that's why I'd rather have the explosions of supernatural than explosions of crisis. I'd rather experience the favor of the Lord than have to be rescued again. So this dynamite is inside of you. Now, there's three different levels here. You could just be at that point where you just so f- you feel bad about yourself and you, so f- you feel so guilty and so condemned that all you could do is, God, I repent. God, I repent. God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And that's become a typical prayer of yours. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, all you do is feel guilt and not grace. That's that first step. You turn away from, but you turn to. Then you experience the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ with the power of salvation. And the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you. But then the next step is the overflow. Where you're like, I can't contain myself anymore. And how does it, ha- how does it overflow? Through tongues. Unusual. Yes. But it's the manifestation. And when you're overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit, it's kindness that comes along with it. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. Patience kindness but don't seek tongues seek the person seek the gift of the Holy Spirit some of you are here today and you have allowed what you're going through just completely swallow you up I've been there I was there And there are times where I am there. What helps me? I want to help you here. What helps me is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When I feel like giving up, when I feel like running away from, but I run too. What helps me is when when I'm so overwhelmed, so discouraged, and I say, God, I have no idea how to pray. And I just for 5, 10, 15, sometimes even longer, enjoy my gift that I have in tongues. So this is how it's going to work today. First service, four people were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Key thing in seeking the gift is first of all, you have to open up your mouth. Second thing is you have to open up your life. So if you want, if you're seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you come to the altar and do this, it's not going to really work. Because the Bible says that the people came to a prayer meeting. They showed up. 
So they opened up their mouth. They started singing in their language. They started praising and, and, and singing in their language. So whatever your language is, English, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, whatever it is, speak in your language. And then what happens is that gift will start to overflow and you'll run out of English words. <laughs> Show up. Open up your mouth. Open up your life. Surrender your heart. If you think about it too much, you're going to take a step back and say, nope, I'm good. This is weird. That guy up there is weird. But if you surrender your life to the power of the Holy Spirit and say, God, I'm showing up and I need you to show up. <laughs> and even if we don't show up, God shows up. If you, but let's take a step back. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, Jesus is coming back soon. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and he's coming back soon. He's going to rapture those who have a relationship, rapture the church. If you don't have that connection, that security, that sense where, God, I don't feel that peace with you. If you don't have that, all you, let's all say this prayer. All you have to do is say this prayer. Prayer like this, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I, I want to live for you. I surrender my heart to you. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Take away my sin. Make my heart feel clean. I want to live for you. The rest of my life. I want to see some incredible things happen. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, raise your hand wherever you're at. I see you. I see you. I, I, two, yes, I see you. Anybody else? Anybody else? This is exciting. Anybody else on my right? On my left? What's your name, sir, in the back? Stephen? Stephen Helen. Let's give Stephen Helen a hand. Steve Helen? Today, you made the most important decision of your life. Today, nothing else matches. Today, you may have been breathing before, but now you're living. Today, life starts. Anybody else? And I got to tell you, Steve and Helen, heaven is having a party because you came home. Right now. Right now, the dance floor is open in heaven because they're celebrating you coming home. Steve and Helen, special day for you. Steve and Helen. Two people. Anybody else? Now, if you're, if you're here today and saying, I want to experience that dynamite. Man, I feel like things have been exploding around me. I feel like I've been a, a victim instead of a victor. I feel like I've been a victim of unnecessary dynamite going off around me as a result of my own decisions. Now I'm ready to be the dynamite. Not to take life, but to give life. Everywhere I go. Explosive. And when you get tested, yep. Set the alarms off. Side room here. Something about this. Strange. Pastor Donovan, every time he comes up here, man, he whips us up. He sings these high notes. He starts speaking in tongues. He brings the anointing. He's tested for time, which is why we're having him and his wife. I wouldn't have anybody else. If you've not been tested positive for dynamite, you can't lead a service. And if that's you, you say, Pastor Tony, I've never been baptized. I, I hear people, I hear my grandmother speak in tongues. 
but I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. If that's you, raise your hand really high and keep it raised until I see it. I see you. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Let me tell you, if you take that step and you experience that overflow, nothing around you is going to change, but what's going to change is how you're making those decisions. And as a result, those things around you will change. So this is how it's going to work. Because I'm not into the having a five-hour service all over the floor. Holy Spirit can do the right. He's a great counselor. Just like that. Just like that. We don't have to be here. I don't want to be here for five hours. Do you, Megan? No. So today we're going to, we're going to go with this song. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, first service we had five people get baptized. Five people. The fifth person that got baptized in the Holy Spirit said, she said, I haven't been baptized in 25 years. And today, I rediscovered that gift. And there's something different that's inside of me that I feel. That I'm ready to live life. Five people. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I just want you to stand. I want you to come up here with me. Come on up. We're going to do what Paul did. And that's lay hands on you. And anoint you with oil. Come on. Come on. So you got you showed up, Jacob, right? You showed up. Open up your mouth. Open up your heart. Say, God, I'm ready to open up a gift. God's giving you the gift, and that gift card is just sitting there, tied up in a rubber band. You look at it, you go, yeah, one day, and you put it back away. One day. And what's going to happen is now the Holy Spirit... So you start using English words. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. I love you. Hallelujah. Then after a while, you'll be like, it's kind of getting boring. That hunger, you're going to chase that hunger down after things after the Spirit. And you're going to, the Bible says that that gift flows from your belly, not from your head. If you let it flow from your head, you're going to go, ooh. If you let it flow from your, 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 your intestines, your gut, your belly, then it's going to just overflow. So we're going to sing this song, and I'm going to lay hands on you. Just want you to receive the gift. And you felt that sense of, man, I feel like I'm just going to run around and explode. Thank you, Jesus. Just open up your mouth. And what's going to happen? Those things that you've been facing, all of a sudden, and then, instead of them facing you down, you're going to face them down. That boldness. You're going to say, I feel kind of, I'm feeling kind of tough today. Haley, I'm feeling kind of tough. It's like, because I know who my dad is. And when you know who your dad is, you show up. When you know who your dad is, you realize, I'm ready to have a stare down with somebody. I ain't afraid of anybody. It's not anything that's happened in my life besides the baptism of the Holy Spirit that has been remarkable change in the way I see things, Jacob. The way I, the way I address issues in, in my life. The way I overcome. And also the way I talk to people about Christ. So you got the glow. This is the glow. But then there's the go. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Go ahead, Haley. Let's sing. Let's worship. Thank you for listening. Tony Paolo is the lead pastor of Restoration Church. If you would like more information, go to restorationchurchri.com.